Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with legendary keyboardist, musician, composer, and everyone knows his work from Yes and and uh, and his work with Bill Bruford and, and John Anderson and everything else. But I'll tell you what, I wore out the album 1984 on vinyl. I just absolutely loved it, and I, I just I wore it out. It was just one of, to me one of the uh, the most underrated studio albums of all time. It was just absolutely brilliant, and I loved it. And Silent Nights, another another one by him. But anyway, Rick Wakeman is our very special guest. I should say Rick Wakeman, CBE, well-deserved, uh, most excellent order of the British Empire. And, and again, uh, if you could, if, if you could get out and get to see him, there's a lot of places within earshot to see him. I'm going to give you all the dates uh, in, in, a, in a little bit. But we'll get to him, but you can see him in New London. You can see him in Falls River. You can see him uh, here in Huntington, uh, Collinswood, uh, Red Bank, all over the place in, in our listener area. And you're going to be able to see the great, the great legendary Rick Wakeman. Rick, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I'm glad you like 1984. It, it's an album that sort of slipped under the radar. It's got some fantastic lyrics on it, which uh, Tim Rice wrote. Um <laughs> And it was planned to be a musical, but it, it, it all went, went horribly wrong, as things often do. Um, but we've been, looking at, uh, uh, we've been actually looking at sort of, uh, of, of reigniting it and seeing if we can get the musical going again. I spoke to Tim just two weeks ago, funny enough. Yeah, it just it just great, just a great album. I, you know, every once in a while, something just slips through the cracks, and you wonder how. You know, in 1984 was uh, was one of them, and, uh, and maybe it doesn't help that uh, Van Halen put out a, uh, the same name, right? Then they put out a 1984, uh, you know, uh, name, and and maybe it distracted away from. I don't know, but it just what a great, brilliant album uh, that it was. By the yeah, way, we're, we're, yeah. I can. T- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I tell you what, some of the some of it that went wrong was um, it was uh, uh, I was signed to Charisma Records, who sold to Virgin, right. and the heads of Virgin hated the album and said, "No, we're just going to delete it." Yeah, right. You know, and at the time, Virgin was doing like you know Paula Abdul and and different people like that. They were getting into a lot of dance, and and they weren't getting into real real music and you know all, all kinds of things. Right. That makes an, an awful lot of sense. And it wasn't their baby. You know, it was signed to Charisma, and then right went there. And maybe that's what happened. But just still brilliant work. Everyone should uh, should get it and and check it out. By the way, I should mention the name of the the tour is the even grumpier. Rockstar tour, which is which is great. And by the way, a rock and roll hall of famer. I forgot to mention that. Uh, you got to be excited. You're getting great response uh, now that you're back uh, back on track. Pandemic kind of knocked us all off, but you got to be thrilled with the response you're getting. It's been tremendous. I mean, the the pandemic, you know, has hit everybody incredibly hard. Um, and apart from, you know, not being able to play, not being able to work, I've just missed. Uh, meeting people and, and going out and, and playing. Uh, in fact, every musician I, I've, I've spoken to feels the same. It's been, it's just been awful. It's just not been right at all. Uh, and so many people have suffered from it. But, you know, I'd like to feel that we're coming out the other side now. You know, uh, everybody. And that, that's, that's really good. And, 
you know, I see a sort of a positive response from from everybody going, "We've had enough of this. Come on, let's let's get, let's get it right." You know. Yeah, no question. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Let me ask you this: you've you've had so many great collaborations over the years, and and some of the great musicians of of our our time. I. Is there anyone you haven't worked with that you it's been bothering you and you'd like to do something or well maybe you and him or you and her have uh have talked about it and you just haven't connected for some reason? Um well there's a few that I would have loved to have, have done something for. I mean I'd love to have have uh, done some keyboards or pianos for John Lennon. Yeah. That I really would have loved to have oh, done. Um that would have that would have been very very special. Um, I, I probably, if, if I got a pen and pad out, I could end up writing quite a list. Really, I suppose at the end of the day, um, I have I have been incredibly lucky and, and, and having worked with so many great people, and and that is, you know, that is special because that's what uh, you know that's what gives you the ex- experience, and, and you you pick up some very good points from people. You know, people like David Bowie. I learned so much from David on how to work in a studio, and from his producers, Tony Visconti, uh, Ken Scott, and Gus Dudgeon. I mean, they they were the great producers of the day, and great engineers of the day, and and you sort of learn from those. So I've been re- I've been really lucky. Um, yeah, there's there's loads of people I suppose that I could uh, really would like to work with, but uh, um, I suppose the difficulty now is that you know with a lot of good musicians and, and songwriters coming through, they're all young and I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether they'd uh, they probably think I can't. I'm not physically fit enough to make it to the studio. Um, but, uh, but you know, there's a lot of uh, good young people. I mean, I, I she's unfortunately passed away, of course. But I would love to have worked with Amy Winehouse. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I'd like to work with Ed Sheeran. I've met Ed. I know Ed uh, reasonably well. He he lives in a village close to the village that I live in. And he's a lovely guy, and and if the opportunity arose, I'd like to do something with him. I mean, I could probably probably after I finish talking to you, I go, oh yeah, and I'd like to have done that and done that. Listen, you've got to look back, and you've got to, you know, with what you're doing now, and you've got to be very proud of the body of work that you've put together. Not only the the, the amount, but I mean, the, the quality that goes into into all of this, uh, you know. And you can't really say that about a, a lot of you can't say that about a lot of people, but uh, you know, musically, I mean, you you've got to uh, you you've got to imagine that uh, much of this is going to outlast you, me, kids, grandkids, and and everything else. And there's going to be an opportunity for people 100 years from now to pick up 1984 or these other things. And because of new technology and, and you know, it, it, things, are, things are lasting forever now. You've got to be very proud of your career. Yeah, I, you know, I'll be honest, I am, uh, because it, music's been my life, really, um, ever since I, was, I had my first piano lesson, age four. And it's, it's, it's all I've... It's been my great, great love, and so every every waking minute, I suppose, I, I'm thinking about music. Yes, of course, I've got my wonderful family and children and grandchildren, my lovely wife, and, and our, all our rescue pets and things. That's all part of your of your life. But um, but music is is so very, very special. And you know, I I suppose one of the only things you can hope is that or wish for any musician or composer really is that uh, you know maybe in years to come when I've long departed this this mortal coil and and uh, and uh, 
and being fed underground to the weevils or whatever. Uh, it'd be nice if, if uh, you know, a few things sort of um, lived on and some people maybe born after I'm gone. They'd turn and say, hey, that's pretty good, like that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that would be... That would be nice. Yeah, well, listen, you're, you're, you're modest as well. Let me tell you, it's, it, it, what a career you have put together. and every, I mean, the CBE, I mean, did, did that take you off guard? I mean, that's a, uh, that's a, huge, uh, uh, that's a huge honor to have. And, uh, you know, the, I remember the, you know, hearing about the, or the history of the Beatles getting the CBE and all of that. I, I mean, that, that's got, that would blow me away. I know that. Did that blow you away? Yeah, it did. It, came as, it did come as a, a, a big surprise. I mean, normally <clears throat> when they give out those honours when the Queen does it, you, apparently you get a letter. Uh, but of course, because of, of uh, all the pandemic and lockdowns and the post being at that particular time when they uh, were contacting people, it was unreliable. So I got a phone call um, from the Cabinet Office at Number 10 Downing Street. And uh, it was just what I said, uh, we, um, we are recommending, and who have been recommended by the Queen for uh, uh, a CBE, which we, which we are going to uh, process. Um, could you just confirm a few things for us? And I thought it was a, a, a friend, uh, just a mate, <laughs> you know, having a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I said, I said some, I, I said two rude words, basically, I'll go away, um, but a bit rude of it. And they said, uh, we will give you a number for you to call back. And they gave me this number, and it was after they gave me the number, I thought, this could be for real. And I called back, and it was the Cabinet Office, and uh, spoke to them, and they said, we we're doing things on the phone initially because um, of the unreliability of the, of the post at this moment in time. Um, um, but... Uh, you know, you have been recommended for a CB. Uh, would you? We're going to have you got a private email address. We can send the, uh, the necessary questionnaire for you to answer. And I said yeah. So they did that, and I filled it in. And then you are. This, this is a hard part. Amazing. You are. Um, you, you are told that you can't say anything to anybody until they officially announce it. So I've got. You know. Uh, I mean. I will be honest, I did tell my wife, um, because cause she can't be trusted. If she'd have found out afterwards, I think uh, it, it, might, it might be okay for the Queen to give me the CB, but I think if I hadn't have told my wife, she'd have taken it away. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, uh, so I did tell her, but she was, she was very good about it. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge royalist. I'm, I'm very, very proud of, uh, of, of, uh, you know, having managed to survive a long career, I'm, I'm a big royalist. I have had uh, the honour of meeting uh, most of the royal. In fact, I've met all of the royal family uh, except for um, Prince Andrew. Yeah. Um, I've met all of the others, and you know, I had the pleasure of, of speak, speaking with the Queen and and the late Prince Philip, uh, who I knew quite quite well, and and, and Prince Charles. And it, it's it's a uh, and they're just lovely people. They do a lot for the, you know, for the kind of um, people like Princess Anne are really hard working. It's unbelievable. Um, and it, it, so it was. It was just really nice to, to get it. And yes, I, I would be alive. I said I wasn't immensely proud. Uh, listen, congratulations on everything. Thrilled and honored to have you. I'll be talking about your shows as we let you go. Rick Wakeman, thanks for being here.
Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Frank. Rick Wakeman, everyone, the great Rick Wakeman, legendary keyboardist, pianist, uh, wonderful composer, and his tour is the even grumpier rock star tour. You can see him in any number of places in you know, Connecticut and our earshot and Jersey and uh, in the city, the city winery. Uh, but I, I think closest to home, uh, the Paramount in Huntington. Well, check them out there. That's a great venue. They're terrific over there. But Rick Wakeman of Yes, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And I was supposed to talk to him at different times, and we've just never been able to connect either my schedule or his schedule. And uh, thrilled to have him. CBE, the most excellent order of the British Empire, like being knighted. It's um, the Beatles got this, and it was a it was a big deal. That was before I was born. They got it, and uh, check him out, Rick Wakeman. Uh, check him out. What a career he's put together. Yes. And uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the, the honors just keep going. But one of the great keyboardists of our time and uh, just amazing. Rick Wakeman has been our very special guest. Frank McKay uh, here with the, uh, with the great uh, British uh, musician. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of folks on over the years that have, uh, that have fit in that category of classic rock. And, uh, you know, I, I love it because, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I grew up on this stuff and, and, you know, I was a Yes fan. And, uh, we've had John Anderson on the show and we had uh, Carl Palmer on, uh, on the show, you know, from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I've had Keith Emerson on, another great key, keyboardist. And I think we were his last interview and somehow we can't find the interview it was on a it was on Turning Point. It was another show I had, and it was his last interview before he tragically committed suicide, Keith Emerson. And uh, it's just, I, I, for whatever reason, we can't find him. We played it here on on Breaking It Down, like as a, uh, you know, as, as a tribute piece uh, after it happened. For whatever reason, we just can't find this interview, and it would be, you know, great, historic, and, and so forth. I've had Ian Anderson on, uh, from Jethro Tull on uh, several times, and uh, uh, Pete Best from from the Beatles, and I'm naming all these, you know, all these British uh, British guys and you know, people from the Zombies and and so many of the the great uh, great bands from overseas, Nazareth and, and uh, the Yardbirds. So much uh, said there. One, one time, I had a, a a guy call me up. And this is why I always have a recorder on me now. But it, it was a friend of mine. I won't, say, I won't say who. It was a well-known guy. And he said, I have Eric Clapton here if, uh, if you want to interview him. It, it, it's like five or six minutes, but I'll put him on. Um, but he wants to talk about something. I, I forget what, what he said. And, I, and he said, are you in your studio? I said, no, I'm, I'm driving. And, and I should have just said, yeah, let me. Let me talk to him. Great, you know, and have him put me on. And he says, "How far away are you from your studio?" And I said, "I said, God, I'm you know 20 minutes from my house, and I'm 20 minutes from the studio. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I can get him. I, I should have just, <laughs> just, just grabbed and said, oh, I'm interviewing him, and I could have add Eric Clapton to the, to the list. And uh, yeah, just, uh, it, you know, it, it just didn't happen. Uh, and I remember we, you know. Every once in a while, we'll go to a, a Super Bowl, you know, and and uh, one time I had a, a, a 
you know, we had extra tickets uh, for a Super Bowl, and we were giving them out to different people. And this is when I was uh, I was doing a CBS uh, show and a syndicated show. Uh, you know, I guess 2012 was when the the Ravens played. Ravens played uh, the the 49ers, Kaepernick, and, uh, and and it went down to the last play. But uh, two of the tickets that we actually three of the tickets that we gave were uh, ended up going into this luxury box that Bob Kraft was there. I was like right behind, uh, right behind where the stage was where Beyonce played, real close, and we sat next to Shaq and. Um, and James Harden, he was on uh, the Oklahoma Thunder, uh, Thunder at that point, and me and this other guy uh, were there, and that's where we ended up uh, in those seats after we gave, you know, uh, you know, kind of distributed all the different tickets that we were getting. And what was that in New Orleans? Uh, that one was in New Orleans, and uh, the the tickets that we gave to uh, the these other three folks, and that's a whole that's a whole funny story. And um, Paul McCartney came in with a guy that we we gave him the ticket Richard Richie Tanzia uh Tanzia I think he's a, a nightclub owner and a, a partner of Dan Marino but we uh we gave him uh his his ticket and Paul McCartney is a good friend of his and Paul McCartney and his and his wife came into that booth and um you know, I never met McCartney, and I, you know, he's one of those guys. I mean, you know, he's 80 years old now, but I mean, you know, at the time, whatever, you know, he's 70, 71 years old, and you're thinking, boy, you'll never get a chance to, to meet Paul McCartney or to get a couple of minutes with him. And you know, he's, uh, you know, I mean, he's the top. I'm not comparing anybody that I just mentioned to to McCartney. He is the he's the royalty of all royalties. And uh, and uh, you know that was uh, that would have been an opportunity. I had a handheld there that uh, I probably could have grabbed a couple of uh, words from from McCartney. But if you're going to interview anybody, you know, it's going to be M- McCartney. But the the classic rock stars, they're not making any more of them, and it's it, it's you know it's not like they're new ones coming up. I I don't know that we're going to have that in the future. The pop stars are much different. Everything's electronic. Uh, but I, I really think that when you talk to a Rick Wakeman, like we just did now, that, it, you know, you're, you're getting into you know, an area where uh, you're talking to, you know, the, the, the last folks and Ian Anderson, the same thing from Jethro Tull. Uh, when you talk to people like that, these are, these are the, the last folks from an era that we're we're never going to see again. It's just, it's not there. And, you know, all of these, all of these rock stars from the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, you know, it's, it's over. I, I thought it would be cyclical and, and we would see some kind of, some kind of resurgence. Maybe it is. I don't know if we're going to see it in our lifetime where there's, uh, there's a new, uh, age of rock stars. You saw it in the 80s with the hair bands and then, you know, kind of Guns N' Roses, um, to, uh, talking about uh, you know all of that, the the resurgence from uh, Seattle happened. Now, you know that's already the '90s. Uh, it, it just isn't there. And you could name a couple bands that are doing things, but there is uh, there there is no more. There is no more rock stars. Um, you know out 
here. They, they're, they're just not, they're not coming out. I mean, who are the rock stars? Uh, I don't even, you know, there's some bands, I don't even know the names of the guys in the bands, and, they're, and they've got several hits out there, and they got big hits and whatever. It's pop stars now. It's, it's everything else. So anyway, thrilled to get a guy like Rick Wakeman. Just, we have, once again, we had John Anderson and, uh, you know, guys like Jeff Tate from Queensryche and, you know, different people like that. But Rick Wakeman has seen it all and, you know, played with guys like Bowie, like he mentioned, and Bill Bruford and so many others. Thrilled to have him. Uh, check him out at the, uh, at the Paramount, and we'll go with that one on the 22nd of this month. And uh, you get to see an intimate show with him. It's called the Even Grumpier Rockstar Tour. And uh, Rick Wakeman, CBE, most excellent order of the British Empire. How about that? Like being knighted. Great musician, great composer, um, rock and roll Hall of Famer. He, he, uh, he gave a kind of a, uh, you know, bunch of, a series of dirty jokes as his acceptance <laughs> speech there and a little controversial or whatever. But, um, you know, great to talk to him. Rick Wakeman, Frank McKay signing off. The even grumpier rock star tour is upon us. And check them out at the Paramount in Huntington on the 22nd. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>